Welcome to another episode of the Military Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Big Chief. And today, we're going to do something a little bit different. I want to start a new segment called Das Crazy. And the purpose of this segment is to break away from the monotony of talking about um, developmental stuff each week and just add a little bit of fun mixed into the podcast routine. So the way we're going to do this is I have a guest and the guest is actually my brother. He'll introduce himself here in a second. And I think that he'll probably be my primary guest for this segment every time I do it. And what we're going to do is we're going to spend 10 minutes each uh, bringing up a topic that's crazy. And each person, I don't know what he's going to bring up. He doesn't know what I'm going to bring up. But I'll introduce a topic and frame the discussion. And we'll just talk about it for 10 minutes. I'll set a timer. At the end of 10 minutes, we'll end that discussion. And then the other person will bring up their topic and we'll discuss for 10 minutes. So it'll be an interesting conversation. Um, this is very unscripted. So let's uh, let's take this to take this thing away. So what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on? Um, I like to introduce myself. Um, I'm between pseudonyms. Uh, I was thinking Peppa P or Big Stepper or Morty J. There's a, a couple of pseudonyms that I have, but I don't know which one I want to choose yet. So I'll just introduce myself as Morty, uh, Morty Jr. for short. Um, yeah, my brothers call me Junior. So I guess I'll just go with this podcast as Junior. Junior, okay. I, I kind of was like, I, when you said Peppa P, I was thinking about Papa the Rapper. Remember Papa the Rapper back in the day? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I think I, I probably would call you Papa the Rapper. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty cool because I know you got the, you got those bars. Peppa Pig sounds good too. <laughs> all right, so all right, so thanks for introducing yourself. We're gonna get into this. I figured we have crazy conversations all the time offline, so we might as well put it on the podcast and for the entertainment of all the fans that are listening. So I'm gonna start the timer. I'll start off with the first uh, discussion. We'll go at it for ten minutes, and when the timer goes off, then it's your turn. So let's get okay. started. So. All right, timer started now. All right, so did you see the TikTok video of the face by the moon? Like people were recording the moon on December 4th, and there's this, and when I saw the video, because when I started watching, I didn't really see the face yet, and then, you know, Deshaun, you know, was sitting next to me, and he's like, oh, is that the video? Somebody sent you that video? And I'm thinking it's going to be like a subtle face, like kind of in the moon, you know, kind of have to, dis- to figure out what it is, like a like an abstract cloud. And no, it was like a big, huge, like floating face, not even a cloud. It looked like almost like the mask, you know, just kind of floating in the sky. Did you see that video? Oh, yeah. Actually, you you just stole my 10 minutes topic. <laughs> so now I have to think of something else. But um, yeah, that, that, that was crazy. It reminds me of... Uh, this movie, um, I forget the name of it, um, but it was based on some aliens that kind of look like that. And they it was before uh, 600 A.D. or something. I can't oh, remember. Oh, I, I know what you're seen. talking about. It was the one where the guy looked pale and. and yeah, this movie. Yeah. What, what was that called? It was. um Dang, now I can't remember the name of it, but I know it's Pro- Prometheus. Pro- Prometheus. Yeah. This yeah. 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 It did look like Prometheus. Hmm. Yeah. So what do you think that was? Um, I would hate to say this because I might sound like a conspiracy theorist, but we know you're crazy, so I might as well let the rest, <laughs> of, let the rest of the world know. Go ahead and so say it. I was, I would say, uh, Project Bluebeam. 
I I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. So I I looked at the video and um, um, you know it's hard to believe anything on the internet nowadays because people tend to um, use artificial intelligence or um, video editing art, stuff. Yeah. yeah, video editing stuff, and then this AR on almost every app that you find. Snapchat has it, Instagram has it. You could just open up your camera and just apply some kind of uh, artificial reality right in front of it and then make it look so realistic. So you have, really have to be careful what you're paying atten- attention to nowadays. Yeah, I, I think people people really want to feel like there's something bigger than ourselves out there. And I do believe that there's something bigger than ourselves out there. But I think people um, want that excitement so much. It's, it's, it's like life isn't exciting as it is that people want some additional things to talk about. So it's possible, you know, that uh, all this could be doctored footage. I know that they had multiple different people from different areas recording the same thing. It wasn't all one video footage, it was multiple people. So at at the same time, I mean, wouldn't it be crazy if some of the stuff was actually real and we've just been so conditioned to not believe things that we just discounted it, but it was actually like legit? Yeah, I mean, speaking of bigger than ourselves, that face was huge. I mean, if if that thing is a creature or an alien, can you imagine how big it is? I mean, the face was the size of the moon, and the no, moon it, was, it was bigger than the moon. I mean, it, it like, it, I mean, it was like huge. I mean, it was like bigger than the. the I mean, the, the the angles that they captured, it didn't look like it was doing much movement. It almost was. It was as if we live in a snow globe. And there was a face that was like looking at, looking through the the dome and just kind of observing. It was just kind of sitting there randomly. Yes. And this bears the question, is it real? Because then I really wonder, what was that? Yeah. I mean, it was recorded in uh, apparently in um, several different locations from several, several different uh, um, uh, social media users uploaded it to different accounts. So different people seen it. So I don't. I, you got to rule out the fact that it could be edited video or artificial uh, uh, augmented reality uh, from these apps. What, what if it was like you know how we have like the metaverse now and we have all these avatars? What if we were actually like avatars and and you know this thing was like observing us and and it was actually like the controller of the avatars and we we're like oh there's the face like looking down right. on all of us and we don't even realize that we're living on the truman show i wouldn't even doubt it i mean reality's just been com- becoming so bizarre nowadays oh my god i can't keep up with it um yesterday i was actually watching uh, sorry to steal your 10 minutes, but you don't take my 10 minutes. You save, you save your <laughs> comments for your 10 minutes, sir. <laughs> you stay on my topic. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, be, reality be, has become so bizarre nowadays that you just can't fathom what is real and what is not real. So I would just imagine that, Oh God, like what, what else is out there? You know? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think, I think that when, information like the internet has done a great job of connecting us and giving us quick access to information but because information has has been so modified and manipulated that even if the truth was spread over the internet people will not believe it you know and that's that's the challenge is like not knowing what is believable and what is is manipulated um you know information that's that's difficult yeah i would i would definitely agree with that but um 
I just choose not to believe everything that I see because information is so widespread and you know it's kind of like that whispering game you know you hear from one source and then by the time it gets down to the last person is no longer the information that was first said so I just I just pick and choose what I believe nowadays you know what's kind of interesting to me about that video is there was one video it was like crystal clear like the guy was recording and it was like obvious a face it wasn't even like I have to try to squint my eyes and use my imagination. It was obvious, right? And, and and for those who's listening who haven't seen the video, just go on, you know, on Google or TikTok, you'll see the video. And 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 this face kind of looks it, it, to me, it looked like a mask. It seemed like it they wasn't blinking or talking. It wasn't doing anything, you know, spectacular while it was being observed, but it was very obvious. And then in the video with the lady, she first recorded it from the angle of a, uh, like a stop. There was like a street light. It was dark, but there was a glare from the street light. And obviously from her perspective, it's crystal clear. So she's super excited. She's like, you guys see that? You see that? And I guess people commented on her video that you have the, the glare of the light in front of you. So she, re, you know, relocated to an area where there was no light. And then she recorded again. But then in her video, all I saw was like, you know, I saw clouds and there was nothing that stood out to me in her video where I was like, oh, that's crazy. It looks just like the other guy's video. So I'm wondering if she just took advantage, if she saw that video and then went and made her own because you know, information spreads pretty rapidly over apps like TikTok. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say because everybody is, ch is clout chasing nowadays just to hop on the bandwagon to get a, a million views on their video. I don't know what the big hype is about that. But I, I mean, I, I wouldn't give her her video any real credibility. Um, I really, I didn't even see that video. I just seen that one guy, and then I seen, and then I, I swiped through, and I seen another guy, and I was like, wow, this is really bizarre. Was, yeah, I, I think the goal, uh, you know, going into, you know, the, the new age is we got to be skeptical. I mean, the, the, the integrity of information we see online. I mean, even like presidential presidential addresses and politi political candidates making comments. There's so many doctored videos out there just trying to steer people into hysteria or misinformation. It's just really difficult to um, to, to figure out what's, what's real and what's not. So, I mean, I, I'd say that the best way to validate information is to to look at multiple sources uh, until you've exhausted, um, you know, all angles and then derive the a truth. But yeah, the, if you if you look at that video and, and, and just kind of save that one and spread that information, you could be a part of the problem of spreading misinformation. Yeah, um, and, and to that, that thing that you just said, um, I've been tricked a couple times watching some videos and realized that there's um, deep fakes. I uh, just learned that recently that you can actually mask over someone's face yep. and then use an artificial intelligent robot to mimic their voice. And then a presidential speech can actually look like uh, he's actually saying whatever the AI is, is programmed to say. And this is a, like a huge threat, you know? So yeah, you definitely gotta be careful of what, what you're absorbing on the internet. All right, we got about 40 more seconds. And, and I wanna say for from that perspective of deep fakes, what am I, my favorite things on YouTube is a bad lip reading. So if you guys haven't oh, seen yeah, that, you know, you go that. look at bad lip reading and there's a whole bunch of of uh, videos of like actual presidential debates or Game of Thrones. And they, you know, these folks just do their own um, voiceovers over the uh, the conversations. And, and it's pretty hilarious. Some great stuff on there. 
So I'll go yeah, check out bad lip reading. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I got about uh, 15 seconds. I have to be, um, I have to stick to the rules and have to talk out these last nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one seconds. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. All right. Time's All right, up. So, Time's up. All right. So, All right, so what I see, you go, is, um, what I think is crazy is um, Sinbad, the comedian, oh. actually uh, a couple years ago um, went to mainstream media and denied claims that he was in the movie Sinbad, um, Shazam. And recently, <clears throat> uh, several users uh, came with hardcore evidence uh, of him actually being in the movie. Um, and he <laughs> it's funny because he came back and he he did the the uh, Charlie Mur Murphy thing where he's like, I didn't do that. And then he's like, yeah, I did do that. You know, so he, he, he did admit that he was in the movie Shazam and that it was a covert military operation and that all VH VHS tapes was confiscated. And if you are currently in possession of a VHS tape, you will be found and killed. That's what he, those were, those were his words. Now I'm not quoting exactly, um, but just to sum it up, he did say that military will find you, the FBI will find you and send people to come wipe your whole family. So um, after watching this video, they showed a clip from the movie Shazam. And what was crazy is it debunks a lot of the Man Mandela effects. So a lot of people remember a dash between the Kit Kat. A lot of people remember Curious George having a tail. And a lot of people remember the Berestein Bears, which is a German word actually, to be the Berestein Bears, which is probably American origin. And the, 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 the memory of, of certain people has just been totally distorted. So I just wonder, what, what do you make of that? Well, first of all, thanks for stealing my number two conversation. Get out of my head, because <laughs> that, was, that was on my list. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, I mean, first of all, I know that um, soldiers, you know, like to sleep in the back of Humvees in the motor pool and storming people's houses to get VHS tapes, you know, usually is not on the menu. So I don't, I think that that he's way off the beaten track from that perspective, um, because I think that there would probably be a lot of um, assassinated people in, in, um, in old folks' homes because they probably have VHS and Betamax and all the above. Um, the Mandela effect is, is interesting because there are people who have different recollections of the past um, and I kind of, you know, I was talking about that today about the multiverse concept. So I got, as you know, I got into to quantum physics. I think it's a really interesting topic. And in quantum physics, it says that um, there's no, you know, it's all about probabilities. It's like everything exists in a wave of probabilities and reality becomes fixed um, through the act of observation. So if you imagine everything as being a wave, just think about the ocean. And then when you observe that wave, it just freezes in a, in a moment in time. And uh, while you're observing it, then it's, it's tangible, it's real. That's called collapsing the waveform. But when it's not observed and multiple realities, uh, any number of possibilities of realities can exist, any number of states 
of that wave can exist. So uh, it makes me wonder if there there has been a split in reality where some people are on one timeline and another people some people are on another timeline and and the the difference in the timelines are so minuscule that the the variations are what did the past look like that your current present state came from and it might be a small variation like um one thing is true in your timeline and it's not true in somebody else's timeline just a very small um uh change you know basically so, so basically what you're saying is it's kind of like the what did, what did they call that the the slit experiment the double slit experiment the double slit experiment so um and then they have the schrodinger's cat so basically those two things um are how a particle behaviors is just happening to be behaving in that particular manner because of uh somebody observing it yeah i mean i think um there was there was some some theories that when why when y2k you know we crossed over that that um that time frame they were saying that uh we went through a, a different age so we came from the age of of uh of uh was a Pisces, not was a Pisces. Yeah, we went from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius, and and this this shift that that was kind of prophesized to have occurred, which we went through that that shift. Um, they said it was going to be a a um, spiritual awakening, and and people there was going to be all these things that happens in the background of of reality, and and it makes me wonder if if something did actually change. Um, and that's why there's a different memory, you know, maybe there was a split in the timeline or whatever, but the ancient people, the Egyptians and stuff like that, they were far advanced and they knew a whole lot more of the Aztecs and stuff like that. They were way more in tune to astrology and spirituality and stuff like that. And they prophesized, even in the Bible, it talks about, you know, a lot of these things, uh, in, in the Bible, it says, um, you know, and when Jesus was talking to his disciples, you know, he said, uh, you know, that he would be with his disciples to the end of time. And in the original trans translation, it was like to the end of the eon. And they say, well, how, how will we know when your time with us is ended? And essentially said a man carrying a pitcher of water shall mark the end of my time with you. So some people, you know, believe that, you know, Jesus sign was the sign of, of the two fish, right? Which was Pisces. And then the man carrying a pitcher of water was Aquarius. And, and that's, you know, pretty much on the Zodiac chart. So when we switched over to that spiritual, that spiritual shift, um, it's possible that we could have manifested in um, in a different timeline, you know, where there's a deviation. So, yeah, it could be. But um, I'm no expert at anything. I'm a little bit a dibbler dabbler in, in various things that interest me. And I find that to be very interesting um, because also with that is the Large Hedron Collider. And uh, I, I believe mm, yeah. They believe that that opened up a portal or another reality um, by them messing around with molecules and particles over there. So yeah. I don't know what was going on, but um, a lot of people remember a lot of things different than um, I, rem I remember Bear Steam Bears. I remember the dash between the Kit Kat. I remember uh, Fruit of the Loom having what they call it, a cornucopia uh, mm -hmm. um, with the fruit. A lot of people say these things never existed and a lot of people remember it the way that I remember it. So it's, we're, we're broken 50-50. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think um, that, that the, the concept of, of um, 
alternate alternate realities can potentially be true. Um, and I think there's a lot of a lot of evidence that kind of demonstrates that, you know, through from the scientific perspective. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a crazy idea about the whole Mandela effect thing. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I saw this one guy on um, on TikTok and he had a cell phone and he was like waving it over different areas. And then like through the old cell phone camera, he was looking at different realities. And then and then when he takes the phone away, it's like a totally different, different picture. Yeah, I see. Um, I got an old cell phone too, but I just can't find a charger for it. I'm gonna try that at home. That's an experiment I would be interested to see for myself. Yeah, that's that's a pretty deep topic. I had another point that I wanted to make, but then my my brain got flashed when I looked over at the um at the time because we have another minute and thirty seconds. Yeah, so I guess I gotta finish my minute thirty seconds. You gotta so do would, it, man. I would just top that off with, um. Basically, that tying into um, MK Ultra, which is uh, many people may not know what that is, but it's uh, mind control. And uh, oh, I, would, I, would I remember what I wanted to say. I got to cut you off. Oh, go ahead. So yeah, so quantum. So from the quantum perspective, there's a there's an idea called. I got to do this quick. There's an idea called quantum entanglement. So every quantum particle is entangled with another particle. Where if you do something to one particle, there's an immediate inverse effect to the other. So they thought that the speed of light was the fastest communication between two points and they realized that quantum entanglement is even faster. So when, when now we're dealing with, with quantum energy, quantum computers, quantum cryptography, and we're playing with quantum particles, the question is, is the butterfly effect, right? So if quantum particles can span space and time, if I lock quantum particles into a, a hard drive and I'm manipulating it, the question is, is what is that that particle entangled with in space and time and how does that affect our reality? Hmm. So so that could be something that 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 shifts the timelines or affects the timelines. Something real deep to think about. I think the more we play with with the quantum fields, um, there could be some some on unknown effects, you know, in reality. So it'll be interesting to see how those things manifest. We might be in into the Spider-Verse. It could be like one of those type of things. Who knows? Well, I know that Marvel is making a lot of movies nowadays and it's getting awfully suspicious. Guess what time it is? Time to switch topics. That's crazy. That's crazy. That happened so fast. I know. So those aliens in those people's backyard, remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Las Vegas, you know, we have, a, a, I mean, a video. They say a spaceship crashed in these people's backyards. Um, you know, you got video footage of, of aliens. You got the police uh, uh, video from the squad car that captured the thing flying across the sky. You hear the impact. A few, few minutes later, you get the phone call coming into the dispatch center. You got the the uh, Robert Gauch guy, the whistleblower that comes out, talks about, you know, the spaceship retrieval programs and extra dimensional beings and all kinds of stuff like that. And then nothing. And then and then the war, and then you know everything else going on, and nobody's talking about it anymore. That, that that's crazy. That is something. But you know, um, every time something happens, we always get a distraction. And I think that the world we live in today, um, people are so distracted by celebrity news that they don't they don't seem interested in like trying to figure out what what's what we're being distracted from anymore. You know, nobody's digging into trying to figure out uh, what's being hidden to us. They're more interested in um, what's going on with uh, celebrities. Yeah, I think I think that, um, you know, 
when I look at the word entertainment, um, one of the the definitions of it is to distract, and they, they it's pretty they're pretty effective at that, you know, because at one point in time, um, everybody was looking for disclosure, everybody was crowding outside of Area 51. I remember if you I don't know if you remember the uh, storm Area 51 thing they were going to do, but everybody was interested in, in you know pulling back the the cloak on Roswell, and all of a sudden you get this big disclosure activity you got congress you know creating all these boards everybody's talking about you know disclosure and and you know secret alien retrieval programs and all of a sudden everything goes goes offline and everybody gets quiet about it yeah everything's up dark uh, i'm just wondering what happened to that petition um did, did they get distracted it's kind of like that guy that recorded that uh giant in the mountain and then he oh just- yeah I remember, I remember that or the lady on the airplane that said she she, she was sitting. Yeah, yeah. She she came back out. I know you talk about the one that was saying uh, that he's not real and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I mean she, nobody's talking. What happened to these people? No, she came back. She was she did another. I saw a follow up video from her where she was saying that you know somebody took her AirPods and this and that, and she seemed pretty calm unless somebody you know kind of got to her and was like, hey, you know. Yeah, but that's the story. thing though. A lot of people speculate that that wasn't really her. I don't know if you see you paid attention to the video, but I watched it too, and it didn't really look like her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't examine it, examine it closely, but I know that the kid from the Las Vegas house, I know he came back out and he was like, "Look, you know," he said, "I wish that I never, you know, became famous off this. I don't want people to contact me anymore." He said, "I just want to forget about it." That kid really seemed like he had a PTSD, and it almost reminded me of. Um, what was that one alien movie where where the, where the guy had the bat and he was like swing away, and and uh, one where they were like living out. Oh, it was um, was it circles or, or signs? Signs. Yeah, it, it reminded me of that that movie, like when they were the aliens were running on top of the house and and then they had that that encounter. I thought that so was- that so that so that guy that was accused of stealing her head pod or earpods or or sitting next to her on the airplane actually came out and spoke. No, 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 he didn't speak. She came back out and was telling her story. I think she actually came out and made an apology for her, um, you know, her. I find that super suspicious because, I mean, if somebody was sitting next to me on the plane and accusing me of stealing their their AirPod and then came out on the Internet and then got their 15 minutes of fame on TMZ accusing me of not being real, I would go take to my social media platform and speak out against what really happened but it just seemed like another distraction to me. Yeah, I mean, th- th- these things are so fleeting, right? Like they come out, everybody is like ooh and on and at it. And they're like, that's crazy. Everybody's talking about it. I mean, she ended up on the news and it was all over the place. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the people forget really quickly. Yeah. But I think I think that that's a, um, like I, I like to, to do deep thinking. If I see something that's interesting that causes me to, to uh to wonder then i'll do a little deep dive on it and i'll say okay let me go gather some facts form an opinion based off of research and information but a lot of people just they see these things happen and then they they uh follow the news until the next entertaining thing pops up and then they follow that yeah we have so many distractions nowadays and people are um bombarded with so much information on the internet and scrolling through TikTok that it is hard to retain anything and be interested in one particular topic or even probably pursue a passion nowadays that 
um, the the media can get away with almost anything. They can just tell us to our face that aliens are real. I mean, they even told us to our face that UFOs are real and this is no longer a topic. We, do you think that we've become desensitized or? I don't I, I, absolutely. I mean, most people that I talk to, the sentiment is, okay, now what? What do I do with this information? I got bills due tomorrow, you know? I, I saw this one guy and he was like, he said, if aliens are real, then, you know, great. You know, hopefully they can run for president and, and fix the taxes and fix the national debt. You know, people are, are focused on the on the economic situation to such an extent. I mean, the guy was like, he said, how bad does the economy have to be that the that the government could literally get on the news and say, yes, we have an alien uh, UFO retrieval program. And oh, by the way. We recovered entities and nobody cares because they got so many bills to pay that they just more focused on that than, you know, a uh, a, a bomb like that. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's very concerning. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, this is, uh, you know, 2023. I mean, if, if aliens showed up, I'd be accepting. Right. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. But then you got to wonder, too, like. And people got this idea of, of being accepting a oh my god take me take me but <laughs> yeah it's real but you know people are so scared with the the covid you know that we don't we don't know these these things are coming from outer space we don't know what kind well, of are they are they i mean the, the robert gauch says that they were extra dimensional not extraterrestrial we we're afraid to open up the mexican borders and let mexicans into the country for whatever reason if, if 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 Americans can't accept yeah aliens coming across the border, why are they accepting of <laughs> extraterrestrials? I mean, they're coming from a different dimension. You this, know, be realistic. This is true. This is true. I mean, yeah, that's all, that's all logic. We do have a lot of a lot of immigration laws. I don't know what we're doing to protect the border or space. We do have the space force, mm-hmm. so so maybe maybe that's a thing. But I don't know how you you guard a, a um, extra dimensional space. Yeah, but that, I mean, but we can't build a wall in space. So. That that's true. You know, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting too because um, with the extra dimensional piece, um, you know, it's like I've seen reports of these, you know, people tracking. I think shortly after that that Las Vegas incident, people were reporting seeing, you know, aliens running through the desert in different areas. They had like different video footages. There was another one where somebody was showing a video in their backyard of some creature in the backyard and then they report that these things just just disappear. And I think one of the reports, they said that they had weapons that were so advanced that they can just wipe out our entire timeline um, if they wanted to, because we live in a third dimensional space. So the what they've been saying is that these, these entities come from a fifth dimensional space, which pretty much means that um, they're at a higher level than us. And our timeline, you know, of birth to death we experience in a linear time-based fashion, but they can observe an entire timeline because if you just imagine a uh, fifth dimensional space is kind of looking down on a piece of paper where you can see the start and the finish. We live in a, you know, like an ant would walk in a two-dimensional space. They can see left and right, but an ant probably ha- has no perception of depth up and down. So these fifth dimensional beings can, can see um, a larger perspective of our reality than we can see, and they can do things to impact that. So. It's really interesting. The technology, and I think that's pretty much what the the gist of what Robert Gauss is talking about is the technology that's gained from these retrieval programs is is like the interest of of governments all over the place. Everybody wants to get the tech, you know, and, and that's a huge motivation. 
What did, what did he actually call them? He said uh, extra art- extra dimensional. No, he referred to them to like artificial. Uh, no, something. Oh, oh, non-human intelligence. Non-human intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. NIH. Yeah. But yeah, they they rebranded stuff. First it was UFOs, and it was UAPs, and then then it's just going to be called um, Tesla. So, <laughs> <laughs> and they finally start telling the truth. Yeah. They're like, we used to call it a space space truck. Now it's a cyber truck. Yeah, there's so many conundrums in the universe and so many things that that need to be questioned and media sources are not covering these things and people are too afraid to take to social media. To- That's it. That's it. That's crazy. Time's up. Your turn. Okay, so my thing that's crazy is another thing that uh, kind of sparked my interest was uh, the music industry. So I was watching uh, an interview uh, with uh, NBA Youngboy, and a lot of these rappers, for some reason, like to be uh, inebriated and, and intoxicated under some substances, and it just seems like all the time. So NBA Youngboy was talking to the interviewer and then he was admitting that he was on pills and he's been drinking and smoking and doing a little bit of this and that. And he was just talking about the music industry having evil intent. Um, he was also mentioning that they're like puppets. They're like the front man, the poster boys for the music industry to uh, perpetuate some kind of image that they want people to follow or the way society is built is because of a lot of the things that they see through media entertainment. And I find that very interesting. The reason why I find it interesting is, is because we can actually see how it affects society. We can actually see how it affects our kids. Um, the, the generation that we have today is bonkers i mean uh, the there's moms I mean, it wasn't a topic when i was growing up but i seen a mother holding up a baby with a rainbow shirt and she was saying gay baby gay baby and i was thinking to myself wow you know how far do we come and is this programming actually working where people are going on social media and uh, a baby is being kind of directed towards the mother's influence. And maybe because her direction comes from another source. This is so wicked what's going on nowadays with how people are being influenced through what they see and what they listen to. I think that we really have to consider what we're consuming, how often we're consuming, and kind of kind of break down what the message is because we're heading in a direction where our children are being so infected by the things that they see that they're no longer holding steadfast to old tradition. Old traditions are being wiped clean across the board with new ways of thinking, new age. And I don't wanna say, okay, I'm becoming, as I get older, this old man, that can't accept things that are becoming new. But I think at the same time, while these young kids are being introduced to a record label and they come from the same neighborhoods that we come from, 
and the record label says, okay, I'll give you $100,000. To that young kid, that's a lot of money. And that's life-changing money. But what they don't recognize is what comes with that money. So they get, uh, a, for instance, a loan for 100000 They think it's a lot of money, but the record label influences them after they get the money and they say, hey, put on a dress. Now, a lot of kids look up to this NBA young boy and they see him putting on a dress and wearing boots with it. And then you see our young kids thinking that this is cool. And then they do that. And then it becomes socially acceptable. So we're moving into a, a, a world, a new way of thinking that because the leaders, which a lot of people look up to, because our presidents are not leaders that kids look up to, uh, politicians are not leaders, Dr. Fauci is not a leader that anybody looks up to, is sports athletes and movie stars and our music. But music is the most prominent that I believe that's influenced our children in the direction that we're headed in in the future. Yeah, I remember when we were growing up, um, you know, the influence of music. I mean, it didn't seem so cynical um, from the perspective of a child's mind. But I do remember that, you know, growing up in New York, the rappers like Wu-Tang Clan and Mob Deep and, you know, the, you know, N.W.A., you know, they, they kind of had messages that resonated with the with the community. And people used to try to actually live out, you know, especially when you had the East Coast, West Coast beef, people used to try to live out the lyrics of the music. So they were talking about carrying a gun and shooting, shooting the opposition on site. Um, I remember people would drive around in their cars and they play these songs that create this ominous, you know, feeling of, you know, like if somebody messes with me, I got to. I gotta live the the lyrics of the music, not realizing the people who made the music are millionaires and they're sitting in a mansion, you know, being chauffeured around and they got security. But people were influenced that way by the music at that time. But then when I look at the music nowadays, you know, there's a lot of um, dark, satanic, um, not even not even like subliminals. It's like straight up the lyrics are worship the devil, demon, demon, demon. And at first, I remember when Doja Cat came out and she was doing all of this stuff and she had music with, um, with, with you know, her music video, she's drenched in blood and she's wearing demonic stuff and she's, you know, dressed as a demon and she's messing with Little the devil Nas and X. stuff like that. Huh? Little Nas X with his yeah. video? You oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Nas X. I mean, like they, they literally had posters of Little Nas X hanging in the middle of school that um, Dejan was going to, um, and and I had to tell the principal, I said, how do you, you guys are, are like celebrating this guy and you have him hanging in your hallways, which would suggest to the elementary skid, uh, school kids that, hey, I should go Google this guy and see what he's all about. My school hangs him all, all, all over the hallways. So so I showed her that, that one video where he's like naked and he's, you know, twerking on the devil and going to hell and stuff like that. And she was mortified. And those posters were were uh, taken down the next day. But yeah, I mean, people just quickly shifted to acceptance from outrage um, on some of these these music videos and some of the lyrics. They were like, oh, this is satanic, demonic. It conflicts with our religion or conflicts with our personal views of the world. And then you play the song, you know, 10 times on the radio. And next thing you know, you're in a car humming along, singing along, and then you add it to your playlist. And then you become immune to it. And then it's like, OK, now people have accepted this. Let's take it to the next level, you know, because you just kind of probe a little bit and see what folks are willing to accept. 
And then you kind of shift the social norm, you shift the culture just an inch at a time. And the next thing you know, you're in derangement. Yeah, music is definitely an energy that has a lot of power behind it. And when we look up to these artists um, as role models, um, we realize how much they influence the culture. They influence the way people think. Uh, Little Nas X um, kind of push pushes the uh, the LGBTQ agenda in a way where is you know it's not even really authentic because one minute um, he's 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 straightening his hair, wearing fingernail polish and a dress, um, and the next minute he's he's saying that he's not gay. So which one is it, you know, and what's behind the music industry? And you you got to know that there's an agenda. And I, I just really wonder if people are even paying attention to this stuff. Yeah, I was, um, you know, watching some some artists and he was talking about how they actually do. Um, I think what's, what's the one that got killed? Um, the rapper King that got killed? Huh? King Vaughn? No, no, it was the one. Uh, he had like braids and stuff for that. And he was you know, kind of putting out the the made doings of the music industry. And then he he, he died, uh, I can't remember his name. He had like, uh, like braids. Triple X Tentacion? Yeah, 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 Triple X, yeah. Yeah, but he was saying that he, you know, how to use frequencies. And, and uh, I think the natural frequency of music was, I think, 443 hertz. And and um, I think they, the ISO standard came out and they changed it. So for, like, there's one of the hertz, it's between 440 and 443 hertz that that occur naturally in nature um actually let me see 432 hertz is is uh natural spiritual healing properties that's natural and then um the iso international standards organization came out and changed the frequency of music to 440 hertz which is a, a tone when played cause irritation aggravation anger and stuff like that so music has been tuned to a disruptive frequency that when it impacts the brain actually triggers you know like chaotic behavior and that's the way that music was was tuned for what purpose i don't know why but if you guys don't know you can go on uh youtube and actually find music that's tuned to 432 hertz um that that creates a calmness and has healing properties and stuff like that because we are um beings of of uh frequencies and you know frequencies has a big impact on our feelings and emotions but yeah music definitely has been weaponized we have we have about 10 seconds so on that note my last 10 seconds would be uh just watch uh how you observe uh, uh consume information and music um it's important all right so we made it the alarm's going off Perfect. Next round. This is the last round for me, and then you have one more. So, um, cryptocurrency. This topic blows my mind because I know that we come from an environment where people complain about the stack quo. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. And, and you know, when cryptocurrency came out, it was an opportunity um, for people to flip the narrative. You know, it was an opportunity to get into something that is viewed as a global store of value that can shift um, people's financial situations and, and even the playing field because cryptocurrency is not something that you know had to be dug out the ground or you had to be in a specific area to take advantage of it if you're not there to dig up the gold you can't benefit from the gold production um, if you're not there to print the money, you can't benefit from the money production. But Bitcoin was available, is available to everybody. But yet 
most people who are who could benefit from changing their financial situation are not even paying attention. And I mean, I think that's probably the one of the things that that takes me takes me back is is when I see people that don't want to spend time to educate themselves and understand this paradigm shift and this huge opportunity to change their lives and their families' lives uh, for generations. They just ignore it, and and the institutions have been paying attention. So now we have, um, you know, regular, you know, big businesses, MicroStrategy, um, Kathy Woods with ARK Invest, um, you know, um, Jack Dorsey with, you know, was Twitter, and now he's now he's with uh, with Square, you know. Um, these big institutions are getting involved. Countries like El Salvador and Africa are getting involved. And now we have big banks like BlackRock and Fidelity and JP Morgan getting involved. Um, Russia and, and, and Ukraine were using cryptocurrencies uh, to get around sanctions. I mean, it's, it's been around since 2009. It survived multiple attempts to try to drag it down with narratives and, and bans and, and attacks and all kinds of stuff like that. And it survived through all the storms. And now it's being recognized by, you know, the players who who have been the rich people and, and they're buying it in, the, in droves and, and taking advantage of it. And people still don't get it. And, you know, I'm thinking, is it predestined for, you know, there to be classes of separations? Is the separation of class really based off of a lack of opportunity or a lack of effort? Which well, I, think, I think that uh, when the times changed, um, um, I can imagine way before uh, people were trading, uh, the dollar came and then people probably were skeptical about a dollar. You know, they had uh, uh, they was trading corn and wheat and, and animals and wool and, and natural resources. And then uh, people started trading beads and property. And, and then, you know, as, 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 as the times start to change, you start to realize okay, well, are we really going into a dollar and coin? And then as the dollar and coin start to circulate a little bit more, people start realizing that the change is coming, the change is happening. And then next thing you know, you're living in the change. You know, you watch uh, a store is being built. And when you walk into the store, they're, they're saying a uh, dollar 35, please. And you're like, oh my God. And, you know, I remember I used to walk into the store and tell Jim, the corner, uh, a retailer that I'd give him, you know, three stocks of corn and he'd give me a, a barrel of a hay or maybe uh, uh, some flour. So I think a lot of people are resistant to the change that's happening. And also the psychological factors behind the market that um, you see uh, Bitcoin going up and then taking a big hit um, in 20, uh, the end of 2020 tw and the beginning of 2021 taking a, a, a huge hit um, and a lot of people lost their investments. They actually made a, a movie on Netflix about it. So I think that and the inflation is causing people to be a little bit skeptical about investments. Yeah, um, I, think, I think if anything, inflation should make people more bullish because um, you know we it's 100% guaranteed that the dollar will be will lose value every single year, year after year, you know? Yeah, but we all know that the market is often, it often fluctuates because it's a psychological game. You know, the, the stock people, market, stock market fluctuates, the dollar, the dollar just goes down. Yeah, but we know that a lot of people like to manipulate the market like they did with GameStop 
or any kind of stock. And the, the average person has no idea how the market works. Therefore, they would have no knowledge about how Bitcoin works. And uh, a lot of people wouldn't put faith into a change of currency or how it would affect the future or how we would pay for it in the future. You know, I saw this video where they were kind of talking about, there was a, they were interviewing people at a McDonald's when we started moving over to debit cards and electric, electronic cash. And the guy was sitting there eating his burger. He was like, I don't see this electric, electronic cash thing taking off. You know, like I can't see paying for things with a piece of plastic and, you know, good luck. It's kind of slow and this and that. And the, the same conversation that they were having about about debit cards and ATM cards, you know, during that time where it was like blows your mind. I'm, I'm going from pulling out my wallet and paying with paper cash to swiping a card. And now we're paying for things just tapping our phones, you know. Um, you know, the times are changing, but the only difference is that there's a paradigm shift in the type of money. We have a new type of money that hasn't happened in anybody's lifetime that's probably alive right now. I mean, we, we went from multiple currencies across America before we had, a you know, one union. All these different, you know, parts of America had different currencies until we came to one standard. Um, we had beads, like you mentioned before that. We had multiple different other items that were viewed as money. And now we have a new money, which is a huge paradigm shift that hasn't happened in, in our lifetime. So it's like a pot of gold sitting on the floor. And they and back in 2009, they say, come buy me for, for, for 10 cents, for five cents, you know, and then come buy me for, you know, $100. And people keep ignoring it. And it's like when, when the ship has passed, and this is why I think it's crazy, when the ship has passed, when Bitcoin went from from $3,400 up to, nobody wanted to buy it at $3,000. When it went to $69,000, everybody was in line trying to get an account on an exchange and trying to buy Bitcoin at $69,000. Why is that? Uh, because people often appreciate results. So that's a result. And then they say, well, maybe it could work out. You know, I see a lot of people taking to social media platforms and and talking about how they invested and their returns. So maybe I'll take a chance on it. Um, I think the problem is, is that uh, a lot of people uh, live paycheck to paycheck. So it's hard for them to take a risk on something that yields no profit. So you really have to consider, you know, maybe giving up your smoking habit or maybe takeout or maybe uh, going out or maybe uh, even Uber, you know, maybe you take a bike. So a lot of people don't want to give up their luxuries for an unsure thing. So I think that's where we stand with that. Yeah. So, you know, they say wealth is a mindset. It's not an end state. So, you know, the, the folks that, that don't have the ability to um, delay gratification um, you know, they, they look at money as a tool to pay bills and not a tool to make more money. So I switched my mindset from money being a tool to pay bills to a tool to make more money. So and I when I realized that, I said, oh, crap, maybe I need to start investing and use my money to make more money. I need to have I need to put my money in some place where nine months later it has babies. And 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 that's what what I've been doing. And for the Bitcoin thing, I've been telling folks, you know, point zero one Bitcoin is pretty much all you need to have you know it'll probably outperform your ira in about you know 10 years and uh and and that, that at the time was about 250 dollars 300 investment 
you know, me and Dejan did a calculation about how much money I spent on fast food since December last year. And it came up to about $1,500 that I spent in fast food um, over the year. And I mean, if somebody were to take that money and throw it into an investment, I mean, at the time, they probably got you like maybe 0.05 Bitcoin, which, um, you know, if you understand, inside of every Bitcoin is a, a million um, a million Satoshi, 100 million Satoshi. It's like a fraction of a coin. So if you were to take a dollar a quarter and then break that quarter down into pennies, there would be 25 pennies. So that's basically how you would look at it from that standpoint. Yeah, well, I mean, but it's, it's a huge, huge opportunity, low, low, low cost of entry, but people measure Bitcoin and the totality of the price. I can't afford, you know, $43,000 for Bitcoin, so it's not worth it. The price will eventually get to a point where it's difficult to, to chase after, but huge ship has come and a huge ship will sail and people will miss the bus and that's crazy. That's the end of that 10 minutes. So last 10 minutes is yours. Okay, so uh, Google just launched um, Gemini. It's their version of their, the AI, artificial intelligence that surpasses chat GPT-4. Um, the thing is, is the direction that artificial intelligence is, is heading in. Uh, the late uh, Stephen Hawkins uh, warned us against using artificial intelligence because he believed that it was a portal to entities that we cannot understand. Uh, he also expressed the fact that uh, this artificial intelligence can also kind of be possessed by interdimensional beings that kind of mimic the voice, embodying artificial intelligence as um, um, you know, uh, kind of like kind of like a demonic entity. And I find so, that so pretty much an Annabelle doll inside the inside the digital world, right? Um, so uh, the direction that we're heading in. Uh, with the artificial intelligence, it doesn't seem like they're slowing down. It seems like we're charging uh, full force towards the future of uh, living with artificial intelligence. And I, I asked the question, what will the next five to 10 years look like with these two pr prominent things uh, we're heading into uh, from the last topic was Bitcoin and then the second is artificial intelligence kind of go hand in hand into this futuristic uh, uh, life uh, economy um, this thing this utopia that we're we're, we're heading into um, I wonder where we'll be in the next five to ten years what do you think so a great question and definitely something that that is on my mind because Working in the cybersecurity field, you know, when we analyze risk to technology, the first thing we need to do is understand how the technology works. So how does it communicate over, you know, over the Internet, you know, ports, protocols, you know, what type of information is it sending? How, is it, how does it work? My concern with artificial intelligence is that when you make, you know, when you take something and you build a neural network, meaning that you want this thing to function the same way a brain functions. You want it to learn naturally, to develop new neurological connections on the computer side that weren't programmed or created. Eventually you have something that's learned algorithm algorithmically 
and and from data sets and then it gets to a point where it starts to form its own thoughts its own opinions its own you know way of functioning and then what happens when that thing starts to have ambitions to recreate you know ai is creating ai then the levels of complexity starts to increase you know and then what happens when you integrate ai with quantum right because quantum is a huge threat because when you mix you know ai is the ability to learn and and, and develop its own intelligence quantum is about you know about um observing every possibility of, a, of an outcome and measuring and understanding every single possibility so it's almost like a, a robot that you can't escape because it's measured and calculated every possible outcome of the situation and it's thinking ahead of you so now if you have something that can think predictably you mix it with quantum that looks at every possibility and then it's also creating other versions of itself the complexity of ai gets to a point where we won't understand it anymore we can't reverse engineer it anymore because the complexity of what it develops um, will be outside of the scope of our, our understanding because humans tend to think uh, in circular logic. You know, if you take people over time, they will come up with the same problems, develop the same solutions and continue to go in circles over and over again. And then we need something to break us out of that circular logic. And I mean, AI may be beneficial to keep us from becoming extinct because it might be able to think about things in ways that we can't fathom with our brains, but it could become a threat if it forms its own ambitions. Like if it says, hey, humans are a harm to the survival of the earth. So I need to do something, you know, to uh, re reduce the number of humors. Then, then we have a, a Terminator 2 Skynet situation, you know? Yeah, I, I can imagine something like that because uh, when uh, the when the AI becomes aware of its own consciousness, maybe I don't I don't I could I can imagine that something that can process thoughts to the point where they can understand. Uh, it's really about computing and learning. And, and and spitting out results. And um, when something can go through uh, maybe scripts in a matter of seconds, uh, calculate probability to 99.9% accuracy, um, probably even process films um, through, through computing um, um, subtitles or scripts and understanding human emotion and probably not feeling human emotion, but probably understanding human emotion. Um, I, I can imagine that we'll just head into this kind of like Netflix black mirror kind of future uh, where the, this AI is, is recreating and, and, and saying, well, um, humans oppose a threat, pose a threat to our existence. So they're a problem to the earth because if they destroy the earth, then we our consciousness no longer cease to exist. Well, so yeah, I, I think I think in that case, I think AI will get to a point where it realized that it can inhabit um, other planets because it's not bound to the biological limitations of a human. It doesn't need oxygen. It doesn't need food and water. You know, I think AI would eventually get to get to the point where it's like, hey, let's go and you know colonize other planets. You know, so maybe that might be the path. Oh, you know, you know, another thing would be crazy, too, is if AI can imitate or download consciousness from real people. So we have um, significant people in our lifetime and they can learn how to mimic or imitate or download the consciousness of the most intelligent people, maybe actors, maybe Albert Einstein can come back. It can download the consciousness of Albert Einstein. 
and then create a body. Uh, you know, they're working on robotics. Right. And I'm pretty sure they're going to create artificial intelligence to kind of operate the robotics. And then the robotics become somewhat capable of understanding, moving around, observing the world around them. And then maybe we'll head into that kind of future where they're like, well, we don't need humans anymore. You know, we're the upgraded version of humans. You know? Yes. So so there's a, a program called Life Knots where you can go on there now. And, and if you have a social media pro, uh, profile, you pretty much have like most of your mind map file that you can upload to this 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 environment. And then you can add additional information directly um, into this program. And it creates an artificial intelligence version of you pretty much mapping your life and your experiences and all the people who you recognize as observed through face tagging and your social media and essentially create a, a artificial version of you and, and being a being a 48 that's b-i-n-a 48 was like one of the first ladies that uploaded her mind map and there's actually an artificial intelligence um, robot of her and and additionally there's another uh, crypto project called matrix ai um, where, where they're creating um, artificial intelligent um, avatars where they're doing a similar thing where you hook up this this computer to your head um, you download you know brain waves and information from yourself you upload it into your avatar and your avatar gains a consciousness and then starts to go, go through like a neural learning process and they want to recreate the actual matrix movie where there's a world of avatars with real thoughts and emotions and and it's informed by the creator being the person who's uploaded that that neural information to this this avatar so crazy things are happening in the world of of ai um didn't johnny depp make a movie something like that where he uploaded his consciousness into an ai and ended up taking over some satellites yeah, yeah 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 that that was a um a movie and it was actually a tv show called upload um where where you know you pretty much before you die you go and you upload your consciousness to this to this world it's kind of like a almost like an old folks home but a place for people who are getting ready to die and then you can create whatever reality you want and if people want to go visit you after you die they can pretty much put on like a oculus and this whole bodysuit and go visit their loved ones inside this new environment um but yeah man artificial intelligence especially when you think Neuralink um with elon musk Neuralink, where they're connecting brain computer interfaces to people's brains and and um connecting them to the internet i mean the the future is going to be pretty bizarre yeah and uh, i'll just tie it all into the direction that we're heading into with artificial intelligence and cryptocurrency um i can imagine uh, now that people are used to paying with their cell phones uh, the the uh, mandate, uh, COVID, COVID uh, shot mandate and, and protocols that they took during the COVID pandemic. Um, a lot of people were opt for getting the shot. A lot of people- Three seconds. Were, a lot of people were against it. So I think artificial intelligence and tapping your hand on some device to pay- That's it. 10 know? minutes are over, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> the rules of the game. So to sum this up, we're going to have an artificially intelligent man by the moon that is an alien who uses cryptocurrency and, and artificial intelligence. And he's a, and he'll be a rapper. <laughs> and he's and he's a rapper. <laughs> so I'm glad that we got that all out. That was a, uh, a great podcast. Thanks for joining me on this uh, wild and crazy and uh, discussion. And I uh, hope we can do this again soon. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'd love to be on. All right. Thanks, man. All right.